Marie and Tina with this Bitches Reality. Cheers! Cheers, bitches! I don't know why our last cheers didn't go through on our last podcast, but here we are. Here we are. Maybe we should do two cheers. Cheers! Cheers, cheers, cheers. Make up for it. On our last podcast, I was a little far from the mic, so we apologize And I'm loud. Loud as fuck. I was close to the mic and loud, and we were far away from the mic, Uh, but... It was a good topic, so we didn't want to redo it. And we are still learning, so now we're going to do tests before we do it to make sure... That sounds good. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about momming. Yeah. Parenting. Momming. 101. This will probably end up being a few separate topics because it always changes. And somebody always has to be the asshole. But at least they take turns. Oh, yeah. You always have one favorite kid. They say you're not supposed to have a favorite kid. But some days you're like, nope, you're my favorite. And yeah. then the other day you're like, you're a fucking asshole. Now yeah. the other one's my favorite. Because they can't be assholes all at the same time, right? Well, they can. <laughs> yes, they can. They can. <laughs> Meltdown, full moon, I don't know. It happens. Yeah, so Addison and Westland just seem to take turns. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I feel like Aiden and Maddie take turns. Correct. Uh, we are more support for each other. Which is nice because we don't need support at the same time. It's usually <laughs> it's separate. they at least take turns between the household, so we're not both like I'm gonna fucking kill someone. Yeah. I'm a we have talked about. It. I have a big backyard. We we have plenty of room to dig four holes. Yes. I mean we love our kids. Yes. Very much. But anybody who pretends like they don't have a moment where like you're a fucking dick, you need to get out of my fucking face. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking liar. Liar, pants on fire. liar, liar. Uh, Something we were talking about today, I think, with the teenager was uh, advice that we got from one of my friends, and it seems to be kind of working, whether we meant, or whether you meant to implement it and put it in place, or it was just an accident and one of those things that was like, you know, this kind of works. It's kind of the same thing that he was raised on. Uh, where he said, my mom used to let me do whatever the fuck I wanted to do until I got in trouble. And if I got in trouble, I knew my whole life was going to be over. So I never fucked up. I mean, I did fucked up shit, but I just never got caught. Right. And each kid is different. Yeah. Like my two kids are polar opposites. I could just look at my daughter when she was a teenager and she knew like I meant business. And that was it. That's all. But she also lied to me more, you know, as much as I was like, you can tell me anything. But no, she didn't until something, you know, like she had to tell me where my son tells me maybe too much. much. (laughs) (laughs) And I've crawled into Tina's bed with my tail between my legs, sucking my thumb like, holy shit. (laughs) I was not, I was not ready for that. I was not ready for that, but they're both great kids and I love them so much. Yeah. I think we're all just like trying to play the field and see what's good and what works for us. And I think all parents do that, but any advice that we could give on the parenting situations we've had, we've had some, 
I mean, uncharted territory with my kids and your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in areas where we've never been before, and I don't know if there's enough books that we could read to give us the advice to help with this. Or alcohol. Yeah, or alcohol. Or, or dual pods. Yeah. <laughs> we're just like, shit, well, this is what we're doing. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll get to the nitty gritty. Yeah, uh... I mean, we have four kids amongst both of us, so... and Ages four to 20. Yeah, and where do we begin? Let's start with the four-year-old. Oh, man. She's this, a redhead. She is she a is redhead. on fire! She is my little firecracker. <clears throat> uh, and she hasn't had an easy upbringing, I think, with both of my kids. They haven't had the easiest uh, cards or the best cards in life. Um, her dad, like we said before, chose heroin over everything in his life and he's homeless. He did get a new tent though at the Walmart. (laughs) A new tent. He has a new tent Mm -hmm. now, so we don't have to be worried about that other tent. I think it blew over and I thought he was going to be in rehab, you know, how many times over the past year, year and a half. So anyways, he's not, uh, but it's not, we can joke about it and say that it's funny and whatever, but she cries for him every single night. Last night, she asked Tina, Mommy, can you just go knock on doors and look for my daddy? Yeah, knock on every door. She expected me to knock on every door. She doesn't understand. She's only four. To find him so she could talk to him. Um, And that shit, I mean, that's like rough in your heart. Your little four-year-old that you can't, you can only explain so much. I try to be really honest with my kids. And Addison, the oldest one, she, I've been really honest with her and she understands, but how do you explain that your dad's homeless and doesn't have a phone and doesn't have a home uh, and hasn't seen you for a year and a half? Well, technically he has seen her because he panhandles at the Walmart and we have all driven by, including Weslin. Yeah. Weslin doesn't even recognize him. I know. He's in such bad shape, but I mean, I didn't even recognize him. And then when it started getting cold outside, the only way I recognized him was the tattoos on his hand. Mm-hmm. And then now that it's cold outside, he has gloves on and a mask on and a beanie on. It's like it takes me a few minutes to even recognize that it's mm-hmm. him. So I mean, she she doesn't understand, but uh, I don't know how long it'll be before she gives up the crying every night. Can you please call my daddy? I know he has the phone. Can you find him? And so this is for all of the moms out there. And I don't know how many dads or men will listen to this podcast, but if you have kids, I hope you take this as a reality check to like, you're leaving everything for that one person. And this isn't to say that women aren't fucked up too, because women can go off the handle and leave everything on the men. But Take it as reality check that you're leaving everything on one person's back. And although she hasn't seen him for a year and a half, you have to remember there's triggers everywhere. She has schoolmates that are like, oh, my daddy's coming to pick me up or... Books, cartoons, TV TV shows. shows. Yeah, they're watching TV shows where there's a mom and a dad. I mean, a couple weekends ago, I was out at my dad's house and we were all sitting down for dinner and she had said... She made the comment of, this this is not how a family's supposed to be. And I said, what? And she said, a family's supposed to be a mom and a dad 
having dinner together and I'm like you are four years old like whatever you're watching on TV is influencing you because I mean she hasn't seen him for almost two years there's no way she remembers who he is what he looks like and it wasn't like he was in her life a lot to begin with so she doesn't have the memories from that she's just being triggered by other things out sources in her life where she's thinking oh where's my dad he should be here. Why haven't I seen him? Why haven't I talked to him? Those are the things that are triggering her, not that she has a memory from him. It's other things in life. But she's a little firecracker still in the same. And it's only at night, it seems like, where she starts going to bed and then she's like, wait, where's my dad? What is he doing? So at that point, <clears throat> I know moms feel like they have to be the super women rock star like I go to work I clean the house I do the laundry I make a three-course dinner and we all sit down at the table well when shit like that happens you might not feel up to it and your kids are going to pick up on that so if you want to make cereal for dinner they're still getting fed yeah. if you want potato chips or they want potato chips for breakfast three days whatever yeah. whatever whatever makes it easier to live and be happy like you know if you need to take them to school and sit in your bed and just watch tiktok or mm -hmm. watch tv that's your if that's your break or your your self-care then do it take a bath take a bubble bath and don't feel bad about taking care of yourself you cannot take care of other people without taking care of yourself if your cup is half empty or empty you can't fill other people's cups and as moms I think we're we feel so obligated to take care of everybody in our lives whether it's your family or your friends or your parents or whatever we just feel like we're responsible for taking care of everybody when we're not taking care of ourselves and I think that's something that's so important is just you know, your kids are, if your kids get pancakes or cereal for dinner, they're going to be so excited. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, we got cereal for dinner. Like, you know, that's not going to be something bad, even though you think, gosh, I'm a piece of shit mom. If you have ever had that thought cross your mind, I'm not doing this right, or I'm not a good mom, then you probably are a good mom because you're thinking that to yourself. People that are not good parents never think to themselves. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Or the social media parents that aren't actually there, but they'll post them all over social media. Like, those are the parents that think that they're good parents and think what they're doing is right or whatever their circumstance may be. But take a break. It's okay to not have a, f you know, four-course meal every dinner or, you know, have something ridiculous for breakfast you are doing something to help survive i have literally thrown cheetos in a sandwich bag and said let's get the fuck out we are running late we're doing this but instead of me like rushing breakfast or anything i'm like let's throw something in a sandwich bag we'll eat and talk on the way and yeah it just makes for a better day instead of like yelling at your kids like hurry up get your shoes on do this do that do this it's like well, you know what? We're going to be fine. Everything at the end of the day, it's fine. In five years from now, in a year from now, does it really fucking matter? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And I think uh, the yelling thing, I'm going to backtrack on that one. Like Jody said, that was one big thing that I learned to stop doing when I moved in with her is yelling. Because I'm loud. We all know that. We listen to the podcasts and I 
over pronunciate everything in my life. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Uh, but I am a yeller. My mom was a yeller. And that was something that I got from her and carried it on to my kids. And when I moved in with Jody and Gary, Jody was like, I cannot listen to you yell anymore. Like, your kids, whatever, they're doing their shit. But I can listen to that way easier than I can listen to you yell at them. They're blocking you out. They're not listening to what you have to say. Um, because you're just screaming at them all the freaking time. And it, I mean, over a year and a half of living with them, it got to a point where I was just like, well, I don't give a fuck, whatever. And now she's like, your kid's driving me crazy. And I'm like, what, what are they doing? Oh, oh, I can't even hear them anymore. (laughs) I learned how to tune them out. (laughs) I grew up with a mom. That's, that's how she communicated was by yelling or constantly yelling. And I just always thought, I do not like this environment. I have literally not gone to my mom's house for holidays because uh, her and her husband fight. Like, they fight over everything. How the garbage bag is in the basket. How how are you cooking this? Why are you cutting it that way? And I just, I can't live like that. That is way too much. So, yeah, you know, I might do laundry and it might sit on my kitchen table for four days. And then my pugs, he's my crotch out of my leggings. <laughs> and it's my fault. But that... I'm just saying, you know, nothing has to be perfect. Nothing. You don't have to live up to this. There's no quota for being a mom. You don't have, you don't get so many gold stars and then you get a a ribbon that says, you know, the best end goal is that your kids are happy, you're happy, and your kids hug you and tell you they love you. That's the reward. Yeah, and they're not sneaking out or, and they're still going to do things behind your back. They're not going to tell you everything, but you know, at the end of the day, you're creating people that are good products of society. And that is pressure in its own. And we put way too much pressure on ourselves to be good moms and make sure that everybody has what they need and provided for. And, you know, you have the single mom over here and then you have the mom that's in a relationship and it's not easy for any of us. This is probably the hardest thing we've ever signed up for was raising kids and in different aspects. I mean, the world is insane right now and trying to teach them things to be better people, but also teach them how to be strong and not take any shit either. Mm -hmm. And so now I think uh, we can go over to Aiden. Aiden. He's 16. He is the love of my life. He's such a good kid. And I think this goes back to our uncharted territory where he came out as gay when he was 15, 14? 14, in Walmart. In Walmart. (laughs) In Walmart. And I was like, this is where we're coming out. Okay. All right, we're doing it. So I was like, gave him a big old hug. And uh, my daughter and I the next day went and got him a rainbow cake. Like it was a white cake with rainbow middle. And we wrote on the top, we already knew. (laughs) We all already knew. Mm -hmm. He was last one to that party. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But we still had a party and celebrated it. And, you know, not everyone can do that. But I don't love my kid for who he loves. I love him for for who who he is. is. And he is, he's amazing. He's just, I love him to pieces. He opens my door for me. He helps around the house with, like, installing flooring. But 
he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. And it's taken us a good long time to figure out how to best communicate, especially during quarantine. Like we were struggling, like we had never fought before. And then we'd both end up yelling at each other, then crying and then sending each other sad songs because we're sad. And, um, so now I'm learning how to communicate better and learning to not take, uh, things personally. I mean, he's 16, he's gay, he's going through quarantine, plus all his hormones hormones are all fucking crazy. So it's like when he lashes out, you know, everyone says you take it out on the ones you love the most. Well, I'm a safe place for him. And that's where he can lash out. And I was taking it personally. And now I don't. I try my very hardest not to. I'm not perfect at it. But he definitely confides in me about a lot of shit. And I appreciate that. And with that, I give him more freedom. And like Tina was saying earlier, he knows if he fucks up, it's done. His life is over, yeah. You've got... You don't get the freedom that you have now. And he has a lot of freedom. And... But I also expect a lot from him. Mostly, I expect him being kind, responsible... And just a genuine person with a good heart. Um, With school right now, he was a straight-A honor student. Right now, I'm good if he's just passing. It's you got to pick your battles. Yeah. And that's not a battle I'm equipped to deal with. I'm not a teacher. I don't have the patience. And if any of you are teachers out there and you send a rude-ass email to a parent... Think about what you're fucking sending to Yeah, people. I just dealt with this this week. And English teacher sent me an email, totally rude, doesn't know what's going on, doesn't ask what's going on. My son was in a little car accident, so he missed a few days of school. But she, like, sent me all caps. Like, really, bitch, you're going to send me all caps? So I replied to her, and then she sent me another snarky email, and I'm just done with it. Like, at this point... Whatever. You can... I know teachers have it hard, but also have compassion for your students and their families. You don't know what they're going through. Yeah. And with a lot of parents losing jobs and staying at home, not not every parent is good. Not every home is a good place to be. A lot of kids, school was their escape. Yeah. To get yeah. away from them. Or and maybe... Food. Yeah, maybe their only meals. Yeah. And schools are still providing free meals, but you have to have a parent actually take you there and pick it up. And if you're not a, if you're a shitty parent or you don't have a car because maybe you lost it, you know, you can't do that. So give kids and parents and teachers a break. I don't, I'm not saying all teachers are shitty, but the way you communicate is don't be a shitty teacher. Yeah. You don't need to write nasty emails, explain yourself and be kind. And this is 2021. If you send an email in all caps, you're clearly yelling don't act like that. You don't, we're not children. We are adults. And these are teenagers who look at the suicide rates for teenagers right now. Suicide rates, uh, drug overdoses, death by drug overdoses, mental illness. People are not getting the help they need and they're stuck in the house. They don't get to socialize. Like socialization is a key. Like that's how you go to work. That's how you 
communicate. Yeah. And these kids aren't having it. Yeah. Even when, uh, so my oldest daughter is doing homeschool right now too. So the 16 year old and my oldest are both doing homeschool and, uh, my oldest daughter had gotten in trouble right after Christmas and she was grounded. And one of my friends had said to me, um, don't take it too hard on her because you have to think I took her phone away. I took her all outside communication means away. And she was like, at least when we were grounded, when we were kids, we got to go to school. We got an escape for a little bit, right? We got to play with our friends. We didn't have to be in trouble at school. And yeah, we would think on the bus ride home, like, well, I got to go home and, uh, I'm in trouble. So you know, I have to deal with that when I get home, but at least they get to escape for a little bit where my oldest was grounded. She lost her phone. She was in trouble. She had chores to do and she had homeschool to do and she didn't have an escape. She didn't have anybody to talk to because I took her means away and you have to, we're all in uncharted territory just like this where COVID hit, quarantine hit, pandemic hit, and we're just trying to get through what we can get through and be sane and alive at the same time. And if you don't have compassion for your students or the people around you or your own kids or your own family, we're not going to survive this. Mm-mm. Not going to at all. Nope. I think uh, our two kids are going to take up the time for this this podcast, but we can talk about the other two too. I think it really, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's one huge Love thing. yourself first, and then, like, fill your cup, fill your heart, and then you can fill everyone else's cup. Like, yeah. I definitely go to the spa. I try to go to the spa once a month and get a massage, because that's me time. And whatever your me time is, it might be going to Starbucks, reading a book, and drinking coffee. Taking a but bath. Whatever. Whatever it Do is. it. You have to do it. Yeah. My husband's is fishing. He likes to go fishing by himself. And, or go play golf for a little bit. And when he comes home, it's like, he's a different person. And when I come, yeah, Yeah. you have to take, you can't, you can't just be mom, husband, dad, kid. You have to be your true self. So I have to take time out to be Jody, not wife, not mom, Jody. Your identity is not raising kids or cooking dinner or going to work your identity is who you are what your hobbies are the things that you enjoy to take care of yourself your core and especially like new moms out there that's the number one thing that we end up losing especially if you're not working it's I'm a stay-at-home mom and I raised this little baby and I've lost all my friends and I don't go to work. I don't make money. My husband makes all the money. Yeah, and am I allowed to spend money? Am I allowed to do this? You know, and that becomes your identity. You completely lose yourself. So really finding yourself and finding who you are and the things that you enjoy and holding on to that and remembering that is so important. So important. And like Jody said, picking your battles. Right now, it's you know, with relationships, friendships, raising your kids, pick your battles. What's most important to you? Is this something that you really care about? And, you know, I find myself saying no to my kids all the time just because I get anxiety when the house is a mess and they're like, can we build a fort? And I'm like, no, you can't build a fort because I'm going to lose my shit. Like I just can't handle the mess. But then it's finally like, Okay, is this really hurting you? Is this bothering you? It's going to keep them entertained for a couple of hours. You can clean it up afterwards. 
Is it something that's really hindering anything? That's one big thing for me is like, okay, yeah, you can build the fort. I'll deal with the mess later on. And that's hard for me. So whatever your struggle is, try and find a middle ground where it's going to be okay. Is this really worth saying no to? They're not hurting anybody. They're not hurting anything. They're having fun. They're keeping themselves entertained for a little bit out of your hair. Maybe you can go take a bath while they're building a fort for a little bit. Like, you know, whatever it may be, but pick your battles. And take care of yourself. And take care of yourself. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably have a lot more podcasts on this subject because there's so much. Yeah, and it changes every day. It's mm-hmm. like as soon as you start figuring it out, <laughs> then they change. It's like, yeah, they go through a different stage. Yeah, as soon as like I figure out what my kid likes to eat and I like buy all the things because they love to eat it, all of a sudden they hate like goldfish like we love goldfish we'll go through gold the freaking thing of goldfish a week then i buy it the next week and it hasn't been touched because nobody likes goldfish anymore case so. in point last night we're making fajitas and westland's like i hate those they're peppers the bell peppers then when it's time to eat she wants more freaking peppers yeah i'm like make so up many. your damn mind you little psycho bitch <laughs> And she tried something new, and she liked it, and at first she was like, I don't like this. This is disgusting. I want, you know, a sandwich for dinner. I want chicken nuggets for dinner or whatever. But she ended up eating it and was happy and good and tried something new and... Wanted more. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's those small victories that you're like, holy shit, pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Take care of yourself, like we said. But on that note... Cheers. Cheers. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now. We will touch on the subject a lot more, I think. We're going to... Oh, is like we could talk. We can mom subject. all day. Yeah. <laughs> we do mom all day. <laughs> Each other. Yeah. <laughs>